I'm Chris Ronzio, and this is Process Makes Perfect Daily. Welcome to today's episode. This is your daily dose of the Process Makes Perfect podcast by Trainual. Let's get into it. The Arizona Commerce Authority put on a six-week small business boot camp where Chris Ronzio was featured on one of their daily sessions. He presented on the topic of scaling back up your business post-COVID-19. In this segment, he talks about finding your best product or service with useful exercises like the largest check and watching market trends. Well, thank you, everyone. I'm really excited to chat with you today. When Andy and I started texting about this a few weeks ago, he told me about the boot camp and what they were doing to really help assist small businesses during this time. And I love it. And I told him, I want to be involved with the rebuilding part, because I think part of what unifies us as small business owners here in Arizona and what builds this community is that sense of resiliency that we want to bounce back from this. So the fact that you're tuned in and you're on this presentation means that you're looking for tools and tips to scale back up. Now at this point, I think a couple months into this, if you've made cuts, you've already made those cuts. If you've trimmed back, you've already trimmed back. And I think what the dialogue I'm starting to hear is, is how do we rebuild from this? How do we take this opportunity as kind of a clean slate and figure out what the version 2.0 or 3.0 of my business looks like? So that's what we're going to talk about here today is just reinventing your business, rethinking what you do, your products, your services, your customers, and piecing it back together in a way that could be better than the pre-COVID business that you had. So that's what we'll cover today. So as I was preparing for this, the presentation, really just yesterday and this morning, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this picture that my brother posted. Now, my brother is the CMO over at Trainual. He runs all our marketing. And so he's the creative kind of guy, but he also does a lot of travel and he also climbs the biggest mountains in the world. And so he climbed uh, Mauna Kea on the big island of Hawaii. And he posted this picture recently of... Uh, of the, the desert, of the lava flow on the way to the mountain. And he's very poetic. So his message was that, you know, the devastation of the lava coming down the mountain was kind of contrasted with the new growth the reemergence of life that is actually growing through the lava rocks. So I know this sounds kind of cheesy and poetic, but I saw this last night as I was just scrolling through and I had to pull the image because I thought it was such a perfect metaphor for what we're going through right now. You know, the, the COVID, the pandemic just came out of nowhere and wiped out a lot of the plans that we had going into 2020. I know I had big plans. You probably did too. And so now we're starting to think about what is the little grass that's starting to emerge and where can we really double down to start to build a new business. So I'm going to cover just five different points. They're pretty simple. We'll talk stories. This shouldn't be too long. And I really want anybody that has questions or wants to dig in deeper on any topic, just use the chat or the Q&A or whatever. Uh, Andy, you can chime in and say whatever has been normal. Um, I really want this to be interactive and I want you to get the most out of it. So number one, as you're pairing your business back, 
you have all these different products and services that you've offered. And the first thing you have to do is figure out what's the best one of, of all the things you did in the past, because your customers sucked you into providing that or altering your plans or offering this version of this thing that you did for this customer. You probably had a bunch of different products or services, a bunch of different SKUs. And so with this, you want to start thinking about how you rebuild and be more intentional about the SKUs or the services that you offer. So a few months ago, I participated in this pitch competition and I got this, uh, this huge check, this like happy Gilmore style check. And it was the first time in my life I've ever held one of these things. So for the next 24 hours, I was posting pictures of me everywhere with this check, laying on my couch, sleeping in bed, going for my morning jog getting food out of the refrigerator. And it, it's, I, I'm showing you this not to talk about the check, but to talk about this exercise called the largest check. So hopefully these images get you to remember that. Um, one of the guys that I've been listening to for years, huge mentor of mine, whether he knows it or not through his podcast is a guy named Dan Sullivan. He's got a program called the strategic coach. It's a coaching program. And this exercise that he presented through a podcast was transformational for me. So, like I said, it's called the largest check and here's how you do it. This is an actual screenshot of the first year I was consulting after I sold my last business. So going into this new consulting thing, I was trying to figure out how to cobble together enough revenue and the largest check exercise was the perfect, just right place, right time for me to think about my business. So I want everybody that's listening to this to do this for your business, whether you do it right now, sketching on a piece of paper, screenshot this, look at the website, pull it after the fact and do it for your business. But what you're trying to figure out is what is the current largest check that you're comfortable receiving from people. It's really about your level of comfort and the level that you're playing at in your business. And if you're in a company where people don't write you checks or they don't pay in a one big lump sum, the way you do this is you stack rank your clients or your customers, just like I did here. These are, you know, I blurred this out, but these are actual customers that paid me for consulting. And then you show the amount of revenue that they paid you for the entire last calendar year. So this might've been one project on one day. This might've been all of their transactions over the course of the year. If they're coming in shopping at your store and you've got a point of sale system. But what this is, is just showing you by customer, how much did each person spend? So you list all your customers, you list all the revenue. And if you use a tool like a QuickBooks online or something, this is actually a report that you can pull. You can say, show me revenue by customer and pull this out, put it in Excel, put it in Google Sheets, and then do a simple formula to add it all up. The next thing that you do once you've got all your clients and all your revenue is look at what your current largest check is. And the reason it's kind of a weird number is it's an average of your top five customers. The reason you do this is because your top, top customer might've been an outlier. So you kind of want to scrap that one, throw it away, and you want to get more of a standard range. Like what am I comfortable as a business owner or as a salesperson or whatever, what am I comfortable selling in my business? And this number tells you exactly what that is based on today. So this is the snapshot of your last 365 days. This is your current largest check that you're comfortable selling. The next thing you do is you set your next largest check. So in my case, I was just over 10,000 and my goal was to get to 20,000 in the next year. And then you set what they call your dream check. And that's like, 
if, if I had the perfect customer come along, like I can't even fathom someone spending this much at my store or writing me a check for this amount of money or swiping their card for this kind of transaction. But if they did, that's what that dream amount was. So you go through, you list all your revenue, you average the top five, you brainstorm your next largest check and your dream check. And then you brainstorm, how do I make this happen? Like of the, of the biggest customers I had, what were the similarities? And what's going to make the gap from my current largest check to my next largest check? For me, this was such a transformational exercise. And so I went through here and I talked about hiring someone. I talked about increasing my monthly retainer engagements. I talked about minimum contracts and I, I had to brainstorm what is, what is even a $25,000 estimate look like? Like what would that include so that I have a comfort level of selling that next time I'm in a conversation with someone that's a good fit? So for me, this was a really great exercise. And what it's doing is, again, it's telling you your comfort level. It's telling you if you look back, what are you comfortable selling? Because I know that through the pandemic right now, you might have a temptation to dial back and say, let me discount, let me sell for a lower amount. And your comfort level might be in this like scarcity mode where you're retracting. And what this exercise does is it shows you where is the floor? Where is the spot that you know, I've been comfortable the last year? And then what I also did here was set a minimum. And I said, the minimum number, the, the minimum dollar amount that I'm going to allow someone to read me a check for is 5000 And what that did is, if you see this list, this cuts out a lot of the small projects I was doing, but it focuses on the top, the, the kind of 80-20 rule of where I want my business to go. So think about that for you. It doesn't mean your business doesn't need to do anything under that range. It means you don't need to do anything under that range. Great exercise. So start with the largest check. Next exercise I want you to go through now or on your own time is thinking through your best clients. So as you're designing your best products and service looking forward, again, your historical information is some of the best data that you have. So think through this like three uh, Venn diagram, whatever, like from back in school. The first thing I want you to think about is the top five customers or clients or whatever you call it that have been easiest to work with like the relationships that just feel easy, that you're like, man, I wish every customer was like them. I wanna just work with people like them because I enjoy it so much. They're easy, they're easy. Like the process of working with them, they come in, they drop a lot of money, they order all the big things off the menu, they walk out, they never complain, they're easy. So that's the first thing, brainstorm five of those. The next thing you're gonna do is the top five best results. This might be people that leave you great reviews. This might be people that are thanking you a year or two later for your service. These might be some of your best referral people. Like who have you produced the best results for? Name those people as a separate category. And then the third thing is think through your top five most profitable. So different from the largest check, you know, you might've had someone spend $20,000 with you, but it cost you 25,000 in terms of labor and productivity and late night calls and sacrifices that you were making to make that job over, finally over. And I've had those too. But then you have other ones that might be really profitable. Like this ties back to the people that were easy to work with and your best results. And as you think through those couple top categories, what you'll do is center in on like, wow, these are the one or two or three people that have been the best to work with for my company. And let me start to figure out why. Like what about that engagement was so unique or so easy or so enjoyable? 
Was it a specific type of service that you were offering that you just love to do? Was it a specific size customer that you just love to work with? It tells you a lot about your business. So if you haven't done this, go through this exercise either with yourself or with your team. And then the third thing I want you to do is think about the trends. Of course, we're going through kind of a tumultuous time right now, but there's some trends that are emerging. There is a ton of these, but I listed five across the top of this table. So first, workforces are going remote. Everybody knows that. People are working from home. Nobody wants to go back to the office. The people that are going back want more flexibility now in terms of being able to work remotely on occasion because they just proved they could do it. So the world is going more remote. Social, social distancing is the next thing. Like people need to space out. They're trying to abide by that. The next one is on demand. Like you need stuff when you need it, whether it's Instacart deliveries from the grocery store, your Amazon shipments, and you're very sensitive to not wanting to have too much overhead or too much inventory. Like you'd rather buy just what you need when you need it or hire just who you need when you need it right now. Because as a business, we're sensitive to high overhead. We just got burned, right? So this on-demand thing is a trend. Next, health conscious. People are wearing masks. They've got the you know things that they pull up over their necks. They're thinking about what they're touching. They've got gloves. So think about this trend of being health conscious. And the last one is people are just yearning for connection. This is why like the social media sites are blowing up at dating sites. You know, there's so much activity on those things because people are feeling this isolation and they want to counteract that with connection. So those are just five trends. But what I want you to do is going back through those last couple slides, what you should have gotten is like of the whole menu of 50 or 100 or 1,000 or 10 different things that I've offered in the past, what are the couple that I really like to do that are really profitable, that I enjoy the customers that buy these things? Now let me list these out and filter them through the trends that are going on today. And just give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And what should emerge out of here is the one or two things that could do really well right now. So part of this whole first part here is just trying to figure out what could really kill it for your business right now. Because you can't focus on everything. It's not January or December. It's May or going forward, right? The, the world is different. Your business is different. So just pick a couple of things that you can do. Really narrow your focus. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Process Makes Perfect Daily. We're releasing these mini episodes every Monday through Thursday, and be sure to catch our full length episodes every Friday. Tons more content, including video versions of everything over on YouTube at Chris Ronzio, and be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you.